Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. You could say life is a highway like the 1991 hit song by Rascal Flatts, or you could say it's more like a game. Honda, Hilton, Edward Jones, Gatorade, and dozens of other household name companies, including first-round draft picks, seem to think it's the latter. And how can you argue with them when these firms turn to a special company in Bradenton to help cross-department teams, CEOs, and even U.S. politicians learn the techniques of gamification? Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Blair Bloomston, Chief Development Officer of Game On Nation. Game On Nation is a purpose-driven teamwork and communications training company that works with some of the largest and most prestigious organizations in the United States. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Blair, what is game theory and gamification, how it's applied to a corporate setting, what types of results companies and individuals achieve through gamification techniques, who should reach out to Blair, and much, much more. I'm so appreciative that you stopped by today as you listen, learn, and hopefully connect. Blair Bloomston, Chief Development Officer of Game On Nation, welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Hey, thanks, Bob. I'm so honored to be here as a Bradenton native. Sarasota is also near and dear to my heart. Well, it is going to be a lot of fun having you on today because as I mentioned before we hit record, I have a little bit of the background of what you are currently doing, what Game On Nation is all about. And so this is going to kind of take me back a few years. So we're going to talk about some really cool things that you guys are doing and maybe maybe some little experiences I had that might be applicable, but we're going to have a lot of fun. But I don't allow us to get into any of that stuff before I ask you my favorite question, which is what is one thing that most people don't know about Blair? Oh, I love this. And this is actually a question I was asked in my original job interview for Game On 19 years ago now. Um, And the answer is that I am an avid lobster diver. Actually, for like 45 (laughs) years. uh, Cool. Very cool. Yeah, which is like six uncles and 23 first cousins have been going down to Big Vine Key Fishing Lodge uh, every summer for lobster season. And, you know, I'm a theater major. I have a very enthusiastic and bubbly type of personality. But when I talk about lobster diving, Mm. something else, (laughs) you know, emerges. That is very cool. 
why uh, why I got hired for this position. Talking about <laughs> That's a great addition to your resume, lobster diver. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see stuff like, well, speak Spanish. Okay, that's a little bit unusual. Lobster divers way out there. That's really cool. But I, I don't know. Maybe living down here is not so unusual. Are there a lot of lobster divers? I don't really know. I'm a Cincinnati well, boy originally. Season is a thing, uh, but I feel that for our family in particular, there's a little dose of competitiveness. So between the uncles and the cousins, it's a it's a big theme of uh, my maiden name, the Dalton family. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. So, well, let's get into because I'm going to definitely talk to you about lobster diving off off <laughs> mic here, but I want to get into Game On Nation, which yeah. I find is a really fascinating organization. Uh, well, but but t- I guess you know, tell us about you know where you grew up, formative years, and then how you came to Game On Nation. Oh, I am so lucky. I feel that Game On found me and I found this organization around the same time. So I'm a Bradenton native. I'm I'm from this area and uh, growing up was very interested in the performing arts, so much so that I actually left town and moved to New York City to attend college. Uh, I went to NYU and then to Marymount Manhattan. I had six beautiful years uh, pounding the pavement. And when I moved home after college, um, I was so fortunate to get connected with this amazing training firm that at the time was based at IMG Academy. Now, I'm not an athlete, right? Uh, My background is uh, playing high school volleyball and warming the bench. But (laughs) the founder of our company, Steve Shenbaum, had taken his background in performing arts, the use of improvisation, role-playing exercises, and game-based learning, and created something new, created Game On, to be a presentation skills, communication, and leadership development firm for the athletes. So I was so lucky to get to translate my background as an actress and dancer and performer, as somebody who knew how to be in front of others, uh, into working with this company. I started as the intern many, many years ago. Uh, and so after you know nearly two decades of work, we've gone from athletes to major corporations to military leaders, uh, and I've moved up to chief development officer. That is so cool. That's so cool. And I want to get into kind of like the cross application of your education, because I had a couple of other episodes on here in the performing arts that have been applicable to business even to calculus, which I think is really cool, <laughs> you know, the, the kind of, you know, mathematics and whatnot, yeah. but, but get in. So, so what is game on nation? What do you all do? Great. So we are a teamwork and communication training firm. We are focused on a very unique and proprietary curriculum that Steve initially built that. And, st- and who is Steve? Oh, so Steve Shenbaum is our president and founder. Yep. Okay. Uh, Created Game On back in 1997 uh, in Los Angeles before moving the company to Bradenton to work with athletes. What makes us very effective and unique in the industry is that we don't just train with lectures and concepts. We have hands-on exercises that let people try things out. So we'll work on listening skills, for example. But instead of saying statements like, you got to listen more, we will put our participants through a game that forces them to listen, but in a playful way. It's kind of like corporate training meets hide and seek so that it's both fun and meaningful with real world outcomes that uh, attendees can put into practice. Interesting. So so give us an example of something that 
you guys use frequently? I guess I, brief, yeah, brief, yeah, just just kind of like a brief skill practice that you guys might do. Oh, you got it. You got it. So one of our very popular concepts helps people with both their communication skills and their presence in the workplace. And it's called dimmer switch. So in this game, we talk about how our energy is not an on-off switch. It's a dimmer switch and it can ramp up if the moment is right. And in other times it needs to kind of chill back, right? So we'll invite someone from the audience to join us on the stage at the front of the room and we'll begin an improvised conversation. And on one half of the stage, everybody is an eight energy, which is big, loud, enthusiastic. You can probably hear in my voice that some eight started to emerge. Yep. And on the other side of the stage is a three energy, which is calm, observant, taking it all in. Now, we look at the positives of both of these. There are some flips uh, to eight and three that could be a little bit negative, but we only look at the good side of that high energy and that laid back energy. And as the game goes on, the participants have to switch and try on eight and try on three. So it's a really funny conversation, of course, because we're heightening some behaviors. But at the end of the game, two really important things happen. This is what makes Game On so effective. The first is that we observe and we share feedback with the participant and the audience gets involved too to, to give real commentary and, and candid uh, you know, observations of what they saw. So if I have Sally up in the scene with me and she's naturally more of a reserved three person, but she took the chance to raise up her energy to an eight, Often the audience will validate that and they'll say, Sally, we want to see more of that side of your personality. So that's cool. The takeaway then is the last step of the game for us. And the takeaway with Dimmer Switch is to change speeds. We can't always be an eight at work. That's too much. Your podcast listeners just heard my voice go weird. <laughs> at the same time, we don't always want, we want to identify the number of the moment and be able to adjust ourselves up and down to meet that moment. Wow. I mean, you have just put so much out there right then. I mentioned that I had a little bit of background in corporate training years ago, and we used to have job aids and some similar stuff to that. And I remember trying to use one of these techniques on my daughter. She's learning to, I think she just recently learned how to drive as my oldest daughter. I took her over to a local high school, actually to her, her high school. No one was there. It was like on a Saturday or Sunday. And we went over to the benches there. And I said to her, or into the stands where, where the fans sit at the football field. And I said to her, I said, darling, throughout your life, there will be a lot of people sitting in those stands. And they're going to be saying certain things to you. But you get to choose who you listen to because you got the folks on the left side, you know, which is the opposing team. And they're going to be yelling at you. And then you got the home team, which is on your side. But you're the one who gets to choose. And I remember her response. She looked at me like, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Oh, <laughs> oh Bob. Oh, it's a dad dynamic. <laughs> yeah, it's a dad dynamic. That's a dad dynamic. That's pretty. Well, it, it's it's interesting because you, you're talking about these tools and techniques, but you guys have worked with NASCAR, the NBA, the NFL, PGA, House of Representatives, uh, Hilton, uh, hotels, uh, the U.S. Olympic Committee. So you guys have really, you know, really kind of carved out a niche for yourself. And obviously what you have is is really valuable. Um, but, but, but talk about, I guess, uh, 
how do you, you, you take these skills, these practice skills, yeah. and you take these communication skills, and you use them in very large organizations, and you also at the local level. Talk about how you connect it with the corporate purpose and then also the real bottom line results. Hey, I love this question. Thanks for that tee up, Bob. First of all, it is universally true that humans have the spirit of play already within them. We are born wanting to play. And anybody who's listening who's a parent knows that from the earliest age, you can play peekaboo and later on hide and seek and later on tag your it with your kids. And those very simple games, you hide, I'll find you, can last for hours. And that is because we are hardwired to solve things, to seek clues, to connect together. So it's been very cool. And we definitely have proof positive that this works across all industries across all levels in an organization, you know, from four-star generals who will open the session and say, hey, do you want to play? And they're like, heck yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, to to onboarding new staff or a lot of times in our work in pro sports, right? There's just been a draft. Players are joining the team. So talking about those dynamics. Do you, do you actually, but I guess, I guess you actually go in and meet with senior executives first. I mean, Somebody, whether it's HR, somebody reaches out to you and brings you guys yeah. in and says, look, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go a different direction or, or we're, we're starting a new company or a new division or something like this. And we we really want to bring you guys in, help our team, you know, really come together. So they reach out to you and then but but there's also kind of like the, the corporate vision, the corporate purpose. Yeah. And then I, I'm just so kind of what, what is the kind of like the upfront assessment that you guys do before you come in? I guess maybe more specific. Sure. So the uh, the areas that we support, I guess, is a good way to phrase this. So we are often brought in for annual retreats, right? The leadership team is getting together. Post-COVID, yep. it's amazing because people have not physically seen each other for a few years. In many Absolutely. Cases. Yeah. And the client needs a solution to go way beyond ice breaking. This is not just a warm up but to find an authentic way to get their team feeling connected, to open up trust, to open up communication. So we're achieving this very much by like the fun and interaction of it, because it's a very experiential, hands-on type of learning and presentation. But moreover, the games are tied to real skills. They're tied to things like slowing down. They're tied to things like having better executive presence. So we capture the attention through fun in the room. And fun, by the way, is not a bad word at work. We kind of maybe need more of it, I'm here to say. Um, But from that dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin that's boosted, we then tie it very specifically to here's how you sustain it. Here's what you can do. And that has allowed us to enter all kinds of rooms from the military to Congress and so on. Fascinating. So do you, so these principles apparently are applicable across industries. Do you adjust what you do based upon, I don't know, the size of the organization or because what what blows me away is that you guys have worked with all these professional teams and again, the House of Representatives, but you've also worked locally here at the Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce, Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance, Manatee Chamber of Commerce. So, each one of these organizations has a different culture, has kind of a different environment. And so I just didn't know if you come in and you have to adjust that training or is it just really 
you know, it just depends upon the applicant. It just depends upon the personalities involved. Sure. Of course, there's an adjustment, right? And that's part of our fun, creative process at the onset is getting to know the clients. So we'll take several development meetings, several creative ideation meetings prior to an event. Um, And I've only talked so far about, you know, those times where we're showing up for a big keynote or, or something like that. Most of the work that we do begins there. But quite often, clients say, okay, now we need a culture boost. Yeah. Now we need help motivating our employees. Now yeah. we need help with trust and communication. So that's where we have so much curriculum and so many years of building multi-phase, months-long, year-long uh, culture development programs. So we certainly do adjust it to the language of the industry, to the client's mission, vision, values, like you talked about, Bob. But at the heart, everybody is able to learn in a new way through games and play. And yes. that's our superpower. Yeah, it's I, I, what I think is so fascinating about the gamification concept is, I mean, I'm a big fan of Nick Saban's, the um, University yeah. of Alabama coach. And, and what what is so fascinating about what he teaches is that one is is he, he talks about the process. His big deal is the process. Trust the process that we're going through because at the end of the day, you really don't have any control over the results. It's the process that will get you there. Correct. And so I think, but that is so applicable in so many corporations around the country. I mean, you talk about lead and lag measures. I think uh, the Covey Group talked about that uh, in some of the books that I've read, you know, lead and lag measures. And um, really, that's all a part of just forming kind of a game type environment, whether it's bringing teams together or you're trying to accomplish a, a certain objective. And I, it, to me, it's just a it's just a fascinating uh, it's just a fascinating technique. And uh, it's just it's just very, very cool. Well, it's it's. I appreciate that, Bob, because that's what we're here to do and to kind of elevate from traditional training methodologies, right? Like the seven habits, which is very powerful and effective. But how do you then bring it to life? How do you experience the right. habit? Make it a part right. of the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is something we're getting. And we've actually worked with Coach Saban uh, at Alabama back in the day. I'm envious. I'm envious. What we are trying to do through the games is to elevate language and behaviors. Because if people can kind of speak in a similar way and understand things from a communication perspective in a similar way, and then live it out loud, then actually do the behavior that goes with that language, you'll see change. A great example is our work with the Pittsburgh Pirates. We worked with them for many years. Uh, We worked with them in the first kind of two and a half years where they hadn't been so successful Uh, in terms of making it to the playoffs and things like that. And one of the things that Game On came in, uh, one of our objectives was to impart the spirit of laugh with, not at, at the Pirates. That Mm. was interesting because at the top, they're like, hey, hey, this is pro baseball. There's a lot of laughing at. Yeah, 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 sure. And, you know, we could come in as outside consultants to authentically say, well, that might contribute to why your teamwork isn't going as well as you'd hope. So through a bunch of games, through elevating the rule of the game of laugh with each other, not at each other, we even had like a hand gesture that went with it where the guys would raise their hands to the roof. And that meant with, they started to do that gesture toward each other on the field. They started to do that gesture in the hallway at Pirate City. And over time, 
they were in not enforcing, I guess, but they were encouraging the rule of laugh with, not at. So that laughter dynamic really made a strong change in their culture of teamwork. And they happened to win some playoffs a couple of years out after that. I'm totally taking all of the credit for the Pirates' success. I'm not. <laughs> but I'm saying that that culture work that we did over many sessions over a few years did pay dividends. You could see a market change in the results. Interesting. Interesting. So was um, was management a part of this or was it just the players? And, and the reason I say this, because years ago I did a strategic, uh, my piece of a strategic plan, the organization I was with was going through a, a big restructuring and whatnot. And, I, and my part was to develop a new training center, the first one in the company's history, manufacturing, kind of an old Frederick Taylor, um, you know, heavy industry type um, firm. But it was interesting because when we were talking about the type of training that we were going to do, which was a lot of interpersonal stuff, it wasn't technical, a lot of interpersonal stuff. I remember the executives, it never was dawned on them that they might have to behave differently. They may have to manage differently. It was the other people. And, I, I, and I'll never forget that. So I'm, I'm curious what you've run into. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely, when I giggle, I'm giggling with this. Yeah. And I can say easily for myself, we've, I've partnered with organizations where yes, leadership goes first. We've partnered with organizations where it's new hires go first. And then we've been very fortunate. And the Pirates was this example that we worked at all levels of the org. So we worked on stadium operations staff, executive level staff, player development, uh, and then major leagues down to mine. That made a difference in how fast we could support change and growth for them. Uh, in other cases, it's a very pointed group that we're working with. A good example is we did a large project for Hilton and united six of their hotel brands in a single project to grow Hilton Honors enrollments. Hmm. Hilton Honors enrollments seems like such a simple thing, but it's actually the driving force be behind Hilton's business. They are their most important customers. So we created a game-based, all-digital learning. It went out to 6,000 hotels globally. Wow. So we had hotels in Kazakhstan and Indonesia participating alongside U.S.-based properties. And Hilton had a very sticky metric. They were like, we need to see enrollments in Hilton Honors go up. The trend had been a 3 to 4% boost per month. It's an important initiative. In the four weeks that we ran our Loyalty Quest project, which gave games to the managers in the hotels, we saw a 30% boost in Hilton Honors enrollments. So that was like an immediate. And then we tracked and measured it for an additional six weeks afterward. And in the month after, we saw a 40% boost. So that kind of demonstrates to me the power of games. When you take an action, a behavior, a concept, and you tie it to some sort of interactive experience, yeah. it has pickier outcomes. People are more likely to buy in and actually do it. Fascinating. Fascinating. There's a guy as you were talking, I and he's slipping my mind right now. He's one of the Huberman's his name. He's a um uh, is it Andrew or Alex Huberman? I can't remember his name, but, but he's he's on YouTube quite a bit now, and he's a Stanford neurologist, I believe. And he studies, of course, the mind and behavior and all that sort of jazz. And he said, if you want to learn something or if you want to change your attitude or change um, kind of like the, the, the dynamic of what you're doing, he says, it's physical. It's not mental. 
And so by you guys incorporating the physical aspect of learning a new skill, uh, bonding a team together and whatnot is, is really rooted deeply in science. So I, I think that's really fascinating. Even with the, even with the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> the Pirates were great. We had the chance to work with them for, for 10 years, and it was very meaningful cool. uh, to see their success over that period. One one thing that I'm fascinated about is your background in particular. Having a um, a degree really in the performing arts, mm-hmm. and now you're in a corporate service setting. You have to take what you learned, and now you're applying it to gamification, game theory, and now you're going into you know big bad corporate world and getting results. And I always found that fascinating because I've had a couple other guests on the show and i'll just give a shout out to him back in episode 19 was jennifer mitchell she's the managing director at circus arts oh yeah and they combine they combine getting on the trapeze um you know whatever they do at the circus together with like math and calculus for these kids i I think it's really fascinating and then will luera he's director of improv at the florida uh, studio theater you know of course improv is is well known about being able to think on your feet and you're in a difficult situation and improv is just really, really beneficial in that. So those are really the performing arts that are really applicable kind of like across, you know, across different industries. I think it's fascinating. Well, I'm with you. And actually with chat GPT and Bard and all of the different AI writing software that is coming out, this is changing our industry quickly. This is changing. Changing everybody. Industry, absolutely. And as it should, right? Because we are growing with the tech. Yep. On the side where Game On is seeing our 2023 vision really be reinforced by our client requests is in the human part of communication, human presentation skills, what it's like to reconnect in person as you transition back into the in-office workplace fully. Um, So... I'm fascinated from a performing arts perspective with the training that I went through as a young performer, as somebody who has performed off Broadway uh, and really being dedicated to that career, that the skills are so transferable and actually needed now more than ever uh, in terms of how you speak, how you are a messenger and ambassador for your company in the workplace and outside of the workplace. Absolutely. We see a direct connection. Absolutely. Well, tell us a curriculum that you developed a while ago for um, Game On Nation. It's called the Mile Curriculum. What is that? Okay, so this kind of is the intersection of our purpose as trainers and professional development leaders with this theory of gamification. So like quick 30-second cul-de-sac. Gamification is the art and practice of applying game-based principles to non-game activities, okay? So non-game activities in this case is professional development training for teamwork and communication. The game-based principles that we use are what we call the MILE, and it stands for mystery, incentive, laughter, and empowerment. And I had been on the Game On team for probably eight years using improvisation, using our proprietary exercises uh, before I came to Steve and I said, hey, I think there's a deeper level here. I think that actually our curriculum that you founded is 
embedding these game-based principles. Game-based principles, by the way, are the things that like when you play Monopoly after Thanksgiving and you know you have that uncle who flips the table because he got very into it, right? <laughs> That's how the forces of gamification can move us. So mile is mystery, incentive, laughter, and empowerment. We want positive mystery, like the sense of curiosity to show up in our exercises. We want a clear incentive. What are people going to get out of this? Why should they care? We Absolutely. want to use laughter in a healing and medicinal way, laughing with, not at. It can be just that simple. And the E of empowerment is both for the participants in their identity, their mindset, their self-confidence and belief that they are empowered. But there's also a call to action to play the game forward and empower others. We know that if we take any concept or exercise and those four things are present present in a positive lens, it will work. It will last. It will stick. People will remember. Very cool. And you did that all by yourself. <laughs> well, I, listen, I, I'm very fortunate to have been part of this. You know, sometimes we call it a sustainable garden of, of creative ideas. <laughs> but I am. Permaculture of training. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am on, on the side interested in games. You know, I played sure. Tetris as a kid. I love solitaire. I might be a level 80 night elf rogue in the world of Warcraft. You know, things like oh. that. So those things are capturing the world's attention. I just wanted to extract them from video-based, you know, video game-based and see if we could apply it to our training. Absolutely. So, it didn't change Game On's use of improv and exercises, but it yeah. certainly strengthened our philosophy and why our brand of it uh, really works. Well, what besides the Pittsburgh Pirates? What's some of your? Give us a couple of stories of kind of the transformation that you have seen, kind of at the individual level. Um, I, of course, I'd love to see you know a six foot six, three hundred pound lineman who went through this, you know, and had, had an epiphany or whatever. <laughs> but what are your favorite stories? Oh, uh, you know, we were very fortunate to win a large government contract uh, working on Capitol Hill back in 2018. And off of that and some relationships that we formed, we were strongly suggested, I should say, to become GSA contractors. GSA contractors is a special government designation that means you're fully approved uh, to offer programs to federal agencies. I used to deal with them many years ago. So, but, oh, so wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was selling tape measures, though. <laughs> not, not, nothing cool like what you guys not are doing. Training. Yeah. Go ahead. The GSA contract for Game On, I feel, is my master's degree in my professional career. It was quite an undertaking, and I'm so proud that we made it. So, through this vehicle, we recently won a contract with NASA to create a course for them called Leading Through Influence. And it's really been one of my signature efforts inside of the company. It's an all virtual course, believe it or not. Uh, we've talked a lot about live training and interaction, but right. these games translate virtually too. Uh, it's a four day long leadership experience. And uh, we have had so many requests for the program since it launched in NASA last year that I have a wait list hundreds of, of NASA practitioners long. Oh, wow. And what I think is a great story about it from an individual level is it shows that people across all levels of NASA from all 10 of the different space centers come together for this virtual experience. 
They each bring their own background, their own credentials, their own focus within the organization. But we find common ground. We find common ground online in this course where people are laughing so hard that, you know, tears are coming out of their eyes. And through that uplifting kind of time together, they're walking away with a deeper understanding of how they see themselves, how their behaviors impact those around them, and mostly feeling very formed in terms of they want to positively impact others. They want to be a leader with influence. Cool. That's very, very cool. Give me one more. Okay. Okay. I got stories. Uh, This one's great because I think you can find evidence of it online, I guess you could say. So this is one I was kind of a secondary part in, but it's a great game on nation. So Alex Smith, the former quarterback in the NFL. uh, Oh, this is going to be good already. (laughs) Client of ours. uh, And he has uh, a special coaching relationship with Steve Shenbaum, our founder. So uh, after playing in the NFL for many years, Alex was asked by University of Utah, his alma mater, to deliver the commencement speech. So here he is, so successful on the field, so successful off the field. But, you know, while he can play in front of 80,000 people in the stands to deliver the commencement speech in front of 80,000 people is a totally different game. Sure. So Alex came to Steve and said, can you help me? Can you coach me through this? And I was so excited to kind of be like the cheerleader on the sidelines for this. But one of the things that Steve helped Alex do is be grounded in authenticity and also go from just reading a speech to making it real for the audience. So they worked together to develop kind of a a bit in the middle of the speech where Alex said to the crowd, hey, look, I'm most used to and most comfortable when people are yelling at me and booing at me. So he walks (laughs) out from behind the podium and he says to the crowd, I want you to do this right now. Help me feel comfortable and I want you to boo. And so in his commencement, he's having, you know, the stands with parents and graduates like, boo, yeah. That's funny. That is funny. And it just took the art of the commencement speech. And it lifted it to a new level. And Alex, you know, shined and the crowd was lit up. And I think that that's the spirit of play. That Mm. lets people be real, be themselves, but see a tough moment as a game. Certainly. Let's let's the air out of the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's funny. I'm on your website right here. And this is what he said. Alex Smith, he was the number one draft pick in 2005 uh, in the NFL says after working with game on, I was fully prepared for all interviews at the NFL draft without sounding rehearsed. And I highly recommend this program for all athletes and interviews. That's, that's really, really cool. Well, what, what are you, what are you excited about right now? Oh, sure. As if you needed to be. (laughs) I know Bob, you have the benefit of video, right? (laughs) You can see my smile. Hopefully the listeners can hear it. Yeah. I am so thrilled that after all of these years, 20 years, 25 years in business and 20 years for me with Game On, basically, this year, we are launching our first ever live event that Game On is hosting. And we're doing it right here in the Bradenton, Sarasota area at May uh, 2023 for people who are listening in the future. Um, So our focus for that event is a one-day practicum on executive presentation skills. We find that so many people, whether they're at a leadership role or on their way up to being a leader, 
just want that boost of confidence that they are doing it right, <laughs> that they know how to speak, they know how to control their communication, they know how to show up as their best self. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. It, it's amazing to me. You have these folks that are incredibly talented in a particular skill, whether it's technical or whatnot. But then when they go to convey a message or a presence, they just don't have it. Years ago, I used to go to a lot of mining conferences and the type of investing I was doing at the time. There's a guy, he just, he, he, he made billions of dollars in the mining industry. And of course, he's there drawing up business you know, for his next mining ventures and there were investors there and whatnot. And, but he was horrible. <laughs> You're just like, I, you know, why would I, it just like even put you to sleep in his presentations. So I think that's really cool. I, it just, it, particularly in today's world where everything, you know, again, you have the advent of AI coming on strong and, and a lot of canned stuff out there, but boy, originality, if you can teach it just like he did Alex Smith to CEOs and leaders particularly of tomorrow, that is fantastic. That is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's a skill and it can be learned. And we have created very unique, hands-on ways to train the skill. Uh, and we've practiced it, right? Across military, government, all oh, of Oh my these. goodness. So to find that sweet spot in the middle and then to bring it right here to our region. You know, I'm from Bradenton. I am from this area. Um, I always look at Sarasota somewhat aspirationally, but it's great to be on the level. And we want to make these same skills we train around the country available to the leaders that are right here in our neighborhood. That's so cool. That's it's a great way to uh, say goodbye, but I'm not going to do that until you tell us where our listeners can find out more about Game On Nation. Oh, yeah. So they can go to our website. With the full URL, HTTPS colon slash slash www.gameonnation.com. I turned my radio voice on just for that bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, our website has all of the information about our upcoming live event, our core signature programs for teamwork and communication, and of course, our custom experiences as MCs, keynote speakers, and when we're doing year-long culture activation. That is great. That's great. Well, Blair, this has been a real pleasure having you on the show today. And as always, I appreciate my listeners for tuning in. Blair, I look forward to having you on in the future. Bob, I would be delighted to return. And thank you so much for showcasing the voices in this amazing place where we get to live. You betcha. You betcha. Everybody, once again, thank you for tuning in and uh, onward and upward. Game on. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.